Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Leisha Online. This episode really means a lot to me because we were chatting about something that is really important to me, which is mental health and OCD. Today I had Zach on the podcast and Zach is a content creator. He runs the page OCD Stigmatize. So he has won awards for this page. Basically, his whole aim for the page is to try and destigmatize OCD and kind of get people the help that they that they need. Just before we get started on this episode, I just wanted to put in a quick disclaimer slash trigger warning that some of the things that we might talk about might be quite upsetting for some people, especially if you struggle with your mental health. So this might not be a podcast for everybody. I also just wanted to say, um, to quote Sophia and Chinsia, I am not a medical professional, just wanted to put that out there. Um, so if you are struggling with anything um, mental health related, please do contact a GP because as Sophia and Chinsia said, that is not me. <laughs> but yes, I do hope that this episode helps you in some way. Zach is able to kind of bring awareness to OCD and move away from the preconceptions or ideas that people have about OCD that it's something to do with cleanliness or it's kind of an obsession with being clean which as you'll hear in the podcast it's it's not it's it's very different to that. Zach does a lot of work with charities to kind of keep this conversation going about OCD and I do believe that it's people like Zach who kind of destigmatize mental health and help us to talk about it and get rid of these taboos surrounding it because ultimately I'm sure what we all want is for people to live happy and healthy lives and to be able to access the support that they that they need. I just wanted to say for anyone who who doesn't know what OCD is I just wanted to give you the NHS definition and um, so it's a mental health condition it causes a person to have obsessive thoughts and carry out on compulsive activity this can be distressing and have a big impact on your life so debilitating um OCD has three main elements and I'm I'm quoting again the NHS but obsessions were an unwanted or intrusive distressing thought or image might appear in your mind emotion you can kind of become obsessed with like feelings of different anxieties or distresses and then to kind of remedy these obsessions or worries that you're having possibly about your life or your relationships or yourself as an individual then you perhaps have repetitive behaviors or mental acts that a person with OCD feels driven to perform as a result of the anxiety and distress caused by the obsession so an example of this is possibly feeling nervous about a certain situation and constantly thinking about it constantly worrying about it I myself have had some experiences with having OCD and I find it so difficult not knowing what it was and thinking I was just a very anxious person but there is an explanation for these feelings and I just want people to know that if you have OCD it is a legitimate illness and it should be respected as such and that is why I wanted to make this podcast today to raise awareness on OCD. If you feel that you're struggling with any of the things that are talked about today I will have some links down below that you can kind of maybe have a research and see if having OCD possibly resonates with you and I know this episode might not be for everybody but for the one person that is helped by this podcast and possibly 
feels that they've been given an answer and they're maybe not, they don't feel like they're crazy, which for a long time I felt like dealing with different anxieties about things. I've kind of wondered why I was feeling the way that I did and was there an answer for, you know, obsessive worries of things. So Zach is just an outstanding example of someone who's overcome this illness and is just doing so well. So I'm very excited to have him on today. Sorry for this really, really rambly intro. I will let Zach do the talking now. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Leisha Online. Today, we're here with Zach. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's an honor. Oh, well, would you like to introduce yourself to anyone listening? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Zach. I am from Cardiff, Wales, um, despite not really having a Welsh accent. Um, <laughs> and I um, I run the mental health page, OCD Stigmatised, uh, basically where I just talk about my experiences with OCD and what recovery from that looked like. Um, and yeah, that's uh, the basics. I was telling you before that people like you, influencers and people talking about OCD was what helped me kind of realize that I had OCD. So it, mm. people like you have really helped me on my journey. So I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to start kind of raising awareness on OCD. Um, Honestly, it was, it never, I never really intended it to be what it is now. Um, I kind of was just bored in lockdown. Um in I think it was like the winter lockdown hit and it was I was up in Edinburgh so it was very dark very cold and I was uh miserable um and my OCD was getting a lot worse as a result of that um and I just thought you know what maybe if I because you know my biggest barrier with with OCD was shame and not really you know that's what was making it so bad so I kind of just arrived to this point where I was like Maybe if I just put everything online, then there's nothing to be ashamed about anymore. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was very much just for me. I was just like, yeah, I'll just put it out. And like, at least it's there then. And then like, you know, there's no secrets. Um, so that's how what it started as. And then it kind of just took off from there. So. And what kind of role did, did you kind of see other people on social media as well talking about it? Or were you kind of the first person you knew to, to talk about it? Yeah, I was the first person to, that I knew of anyway. Obviously, I, I got into the community and uh, discovered that there were so many other incredible advocates. Um, but yeah, it was very much just on my um, on my own like accord that I even started doing it. Mm. Um, and really didn't expect anyone to listen to me at all, uh, to be honest. But yeah. I'm sure you're surprised then of how many people actually related to then what you were what you were kind of going through and you realized you weren't alone because that's kind of how I felt I thought like is anyone else going through these kinds of things yeah I think that was like such a like a crazy moment for me because it was this realization that like you know as I said I, I very much created this with my own maybe like selfish intention of just like helping myself um but then people were responding to my videos and sending me messages being like oh you've actually like you've you've articulated this in a way that no one else has before to me uh so thank you and then yeah and then suddenly just loads of people just popping up and then ever since that like three years on since I started that page I've met so many people with OCD and it's just such a crazy lead I don't know if it's a, like you know I guess it, it's it's great to, to know there's so many other people with it but also like That's awesome. sad <laughs> yeah 
it's a unique struggle and I feel like unless yeah. you're in the head of someone who has it it's so hard to relate to kind of understanding what it is but for anyone listening who kind of maybe doesn't know what OCD is and I know there's a lot of preconceptions about OCD how would you kind of define OCD and what's been your experiences with it? I'd say the best way I know to describe OCD is um, through a French word, um, because the French used to call OCD something different uh, ages ago. I don't know why they dropped it, which is, um, I'm going to mess it up. Um, la, folie, la folie de doubt, uh, which means the madness of doubt. Um, so I think that is a much more apt definition of it. It's just like doubting every decision that you could make or anything that could possibly go wrong if there's like the slightest chance that something awful could happen um then your mind will cling on to that and get obsessive about it and with those obsessions come compulsions which are like anxiety reducers so for some people it's cleaning the most stereotypical form yeah uh, or organizing and then um some people don't even have physical so i never had physical mine was completely mental rumination uh, often called pure um and yeah so i guess that's a a less professional definition of it but um yeah it's, it affects about three percent of the population right now so far we know right now yeah, yeah. for me it kind of started with like writing a lot of lists and that probably mm -hmm. started in lockdown because i just kind of gotten well university had stopped because of lockdown and then I would kind of write a lot of lists about everything that I kind of wanted mm -hmm. to do and then it would turn into oh well I'm not doing this thing and then I would kind of be worried about putting, like splitting myself into different places wanting to be in different countries or doing different things but becoming obsessive to the point that I was constantly worrying like what yeah. maybe like perfectionism and then then it kind of got worse from there would you like to maybe tell me a bit about maybe obsessions that you were kind of having that made you realize then that you possibly had OCD yeah so it started when I was 19 um so it's just just before my 20th birthday um I was working in Marks and Spencers uh, I worked in a child section um and I suddenly just had this thought that entered my head um it was, it was something like something something along the lines of I remember exactly where I was. And I think a lot of people who have OCD remember this like flip of like their brain completely just changing and then never returning. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it just suddenly I had this thought in my head, which was, "What if you're a pedophile?" And that's why you're working in the child section of Marks and Spencers. Um, and it's and crazy that like, your brain would like even jump to something like that. But it's it's your worst kind of fear that you would have yeah. that you would not want that yeah no exactly and like I remember the the sort of I don't know I mean maybe have you ever seen the film Get Out yeah yeah you know um when she when the mother hypnotizes him and she's like sinking to the floor and then he like sinks into the sofa um that is always the I think the best way I've been able to describe what that felt like it just felt like my entire body like sank into itself and I just spiraled into this like void living inside myself. Um, and then was just really freaked out. Obviously, I had no idea it was OCD. Um, and started just doing all these mental compulsions. Um, just being like looking back to like, oh, no, no, you can't be. Lots of these like random, completely illogical checking um, things that I was doing in my brain. Um, 
So that went on for a few months. Um, I had to quit my job. I couldn't stay there. But we had no idea what was going on. We didn't know it was OCD at this point. Um, and then as soon as I uh, we got, I finally got the diagnosis about four months later. I was very lucky. Um, you know, the average average OCD diagnosis um, window is around seven to fourteen years, something crazy like that. So for me to get that in five months is a you know I'm very lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it then continued in a form of, and then which has been the main form following me forward, uh, which has been relationship themed OCD. Um, so horrible. I would horrible, yeah, uh, and very confusing. Even though, even when I found out I had OCD, I didn't realize that this was also OCD because I don't know, I just didn't. I thought I was just a bit broken. But every time I'd enter a relationship, my you know things would be going fine. Like, but like as soon as it was official, then my brain would suddenly be like, wait, what if you don't actually like them though? How can you, how can you know you actually like this person? And then I it would just be you know that they actually like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like 24 seven in inside my head, just checking everything I'm doing. I used to do like my compulsions then for that would be like really romantic gestures. Um, but I'd like, you know, arrange a picnic or like, you know, some like sunset romance shit um just to be like oh look look yeah you I know do, I, I clearly love this person. <laughs> yeah yeah like uh and it was just so ridiculous um and then they yeah, had that that pretty much affected all of my relationships um even now like even now it's like it's still something that really affects me and how I date but it's just uh, I have a much different perspective around it now to when I was younger yeah, I felt the same where I had the same struggle with like relationships and even friendship, OCD, mm. kind of worrying, like, what if they don't like me? What if there's, you know, what if there's something about me that they maybe don't like? And it was constantly kind of getting to me and then doubting different relationships. I was in, is this gonna, is this all gonna go wrong? And then that was kind of when I looked into, because I, I had initially just thought it was like just an anxiety thing that I'd had. Mm. And then what kept popping up for me was relationship OCD. And then I, then I was like, Oh, well maybe, maybe it's not just relationship OCD. Maybe it's, mm. I just have OCD. Yeah. Tell me a bit about then your kind of process of getting diagnosed. You said it was like a smoother journey than some other people. Yeah. Smooth. Definitely a smoother journey. Um, it is definitely, uh, there, there's some it's still difficult. I, had a very very traumatic experience with therapy um the first ever therapist i had was i come from a very religious family um so uh outside, uh, on top of not knowing anything about ocd um my family's not really one for just wasn't really one for mental health anyway you know it's uh, it was very religion based uh, so they sent me to a christian counselor um where i opened up about these like thoughts i was having i just keep getting these horrible thoughts re- repeating in my head um and the therapist clearly had no idea about OCD either uh which is fine um but she asked if she could pray for me started praying in tongues um and then I left that and then you feel like the most terrible person yeah I was mortified it was like you know it's it's a horrendous I mean it's years like I can laugh right now and sometimes it's just like um you know trauma points uh (laughs) but like um but yeah, it, um, yeah, that was honestly horrendous. And I went home crying my eyes out. And that's when I began to get really suicidal and self-harming because I just did not. I was like, 
in my head, I was like, I'd rather die than be a pedophile. I was, I was like, this cannot be true about me. Um, so I remember sitting in the bath, uh, I, I began self-harming um, and just, it was just a state. And then I remember Googling um, how to get sectioned. I was like, I was like, how do I get sectioned for this? Um, which is when OCD actions page came up. Um, right. And I was like, oh, I saw the word POCD. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, and then uh, I clicked it and there was just this forum. Um, they don't, the forum doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Well, I mean, fortunately as well, because it was just a reassurance haven. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but it was really what I needed. And I just found this forum of thousands of people saying exactly what I was saying, being like, guys, like, how do I know it's not real? How do I know this? Um, yeah, it was, uh, I remember crying, being like, oh my gosh. And then I went to my mum. I was like, this is what it is. Uh, and then we found an OCD therapist um, who told me I had OCD and then um, began the journey. It was, it was definitely still a rough few months. Uh, I got very, I was still continually quite suicidal and self-harming. Um, but I had an answer. Um, I got into meds, uh, took medication and had a CBT on the side of that. Um, and honestly, just kind of like that, the meds did such good for me. Um, especially in about the space of three, four weeks, um, I was back and I, you know, these thoughts weren't plaguing anymore and I could feel like it was me again. Um, and then I went to uni. I wasn't expecting, we didn't think I was going to be able to go to uni because of it, but um, I managed to, um, which was fantastic. And it definitely did affect me. There was, there was so many different themes across uni. Um, like, uh, and, you know, I did a, I probably didn't help myself. I did a lot of drugs and stuff in uni. Um, so I probably wasn't helping my anxiety. Um, but, uh, you know, it was like, I had lots of health anxiety. Yeah, worries about worries about schizophrenia worries about uh being you know i i was at a whole uh whole term where i was convinced i was trans more than my mind was telling me i was trans um just so many little um themes and then but the consistent one overall of this was relationships yeah yeah the health anxiety one as well i relate to mm -hmm. it's crazy i've never spoken to someone with ocd before and i think for anyone and um, what what kind of OCD is it's just like an obsession an obsession or a worry that infiltrates your whole being for me then with I kind of had like an existential anxiety as well I was constantly thinking like like what happens when you die like things like that yeah. the point that it was like consuming everything that consuming everything and for me it started I had like quite bad anxiety in school and then for at that point I don't think it was OCD but what um I'm not sure if you would know that if kind of having anxiety before that that I've read that it kind of can make you more prone to developing OCD or like having kind of things that happen in your childhood yeah yeah also I, I mean they don't really I don't think they're very aware of like where OCD comes from necessarily I think they have like ideas about it um but my theory is that it probably is genetic um there's a level of genetic, but then nurturing factors are what, like, like, uh, oh, the word, um, what lead to it eventually being exposed for some people. Cause you know, my, my, my mum and my mum definitely had like, like a thing with OCD when she was younger, but it didn't affect her like much. Um, and then, yeah, I also had anxiety when I was a kid. So, 
Um, sorry, there's probably lots of factors in it. Um, yeah, but with, with the health anxiety thing as well, I was so convinced that there's like there was something very badly wrong with me, like always. Mm -hmm. and then it plagued me as well because I have endometriosis, so then that would always uh -huh. like make me think, oh, is this going to develop into something worse? Like, and yeah. constant worries about that, and then worrying about death, like things like that. And there, I don't like speaking about things like that, but I think when when you are open and maybe someone listening who who relates or has went through something similar, you can kind of realize that this yeah. is OCD. It's not, it's not like, it's not you. Yeah. I put myself in hospital three times um, just because I would just get, yeah, my heart would stop beating um, really fast. And then I'd be with my friends. I was like, guys, I'm having a heart attack. Uh, and then I call one 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 and be like, what do I do? They were like, well, we need a, you know, you need to go to hospital because obviously they have to send you there if you're saying I'm having chest pain and um, things. So yeah, I got very humbling experience being taken in a gurney to hospital. It's so ridiculous. And I remember like, um, I'm like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't the healthiest anyway, like it, which made it like, so, you know, a lot of, a lot, of, I can probably put a lot of my anxiety down to me just doing doing way too many drugs and drinking too much in uni um and just being a bit reckless and then wondering oh why is my mental health bad um like, at the same time um so you know and then when i went to the doctor he was like he was like oh do you smoke and i was like yeah and he was like do you drink i was like yeah he's like oh well you know where i'm going with this and i was like oh, okay um yeah i actually had this is another embarrassing story for me but I had a cyst. I have a, a, a cyst, but it's just, it's not a lump or anything, but it is a cyst. But a cyst, I must have bothered every single person who knows me about this cyst. I have an uncle who's a doctor. I've asked him a million times. He's like, it is a cyst. It's, it's a cyst. That's it. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard when you're, it's hard when you're kind of consumed by it. But you've done such incredible work. So tell me about your work with OCD and the brain. Yeah, um, so that was a really cool project to get involved with. Um, so OCD in the Brain basically have launched a project looking at the neuroscience behind OCD um, and trying to trying to make that um, that information more accessible to people who are younger, in the hopes that if kids can understand the exact functions of what is going on in the brain, it might help them just see OCD less as this huge monster and more than and more just a bunch of mishaps that are happening in your brain um so yeah ucl uh it's a project with ucl ocd action and the iocdf um they reached out to me they were looking for what they call community gatekeepers um to help with their their podcast no with their podcast sorry not their podcast what are you talking about um uh help with their project um and yeah they chose me so we just we went uh basically just had multi like online meetings once a month where we would just run through this um digital resource and make sure that it was it made sense to people living with OCD so that yeah we were basically the ones choosing what the information was. It was a really cool project. I'm very, very proud to even be a part of it. It's uh again not something I ever expected uh when I started up this page. Um so very, very grateful for the platform I've been given. Amazing. And on that note, what what are kind of your hopes and dreams for this page? Um. Well, so I've, I'll I'll get into this a bit more, but um, I've 
I've recovered. I think I've recovered. Well, I say I've recovered from OCD now. I've I've reached a phase of recovery, um, and it which has made a, this page very interesting because I I find it increasingly harder to relate to OCD content, um, which um, just because it's you know it's been years now since this stuff was happening. So it's definitely I'm definitely turning it more into like it's becoming a mental health page in general and all about well being and you know looking after yourself. Um, but I truly just don't really have a plan. I'm, I'm still kind of in the same boat <laughs> as I was when I started it. It's like, there, this hasn't, like, I have no intention on this being anything. Um, it just, it, it just is becoming something. Um, and like, I'm just, just going with the flow, to be honest. Um, whatever happens will happen. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely more interested in like focusing more about like generalized mental health now. Yeah. Um, just so I can cover, you know, I think there's so many other mental health uh, issues that we need to talk about. Schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, all of these are very equally very mis misinformed topics. And I think I want to use my platform to cover those too. And would you say you kind of always had a passion for mental health or was it when you started struggling with these symptoms that it became more important to you? I think mental health has been something in my family for since I was a kid, um, my sister had uh, had an eating disorder, um, so it was always something that was prevalent in my life. So um, I guess, yeah. It um, and then obviously I had my own, I had my own mental health struggles outside of OCD as well. Um, so yeah, just I think there was a lot of factors that led to it just being something I am very passionate about and wanting to um, see it, just because I've seen it affect so many people in my life. So. And you you had a post up about self-esteem. And mm. I wondered about this. I've got my notes written here. So I'm just looking oh, at this. Well researched. <laughs> no, I was just looking at your page last night. I was like, wow, I relate to so much of this. And with self-esteem, I was wondering, do you think that kind of ties into OCD? Or is that maybe how, you know, building up your self-esteem? Is that maybe something that's helped you? Because I know with me, when I like read affirmations or uh, maybe sounds cliche but just kind of believing in yourself and having confidence in yourself it's helped me but has it helped you I'd say yeah definitely I think um and I realized this basically um recently and the, the last guy I was dating it was was about a year ago uh, and then we broke up in like May um but it was the first time I had I kind of been content in a relationship uh, and like the thoughts weren't affecting me as much um and I'd say that I was down to the fact that I was a lot more confident in myself um, and my self-esteem had improved um so there was like I think OCD was interacting with other factors of my mental health I like OCD, uh, like self-esteem and making making them both bad as each other so um I, I definitely say yeah like improving my confidence becoming like more self-aware and improving just generally how I interact with myself has definitely just had a, a good impact on me and my mental health. Good but maybe um what kind of are your thoughts on preconceptions on on OCD then because I know you spoke um with... yeah I mean preconceptions of OCD it's it's a difficult one and I don't I I've I've got to a place now where I don't get angry about people who don't know uh don't know what OCD is because of just how historically badly it's been misrepresented um you know the the media sees it as cleaning and organizing which doesn't devalue the fact that, that is a massive part of a lot of people's 
OCD journey. They are there's a reason they are the stereotype because it's the most like two of the most common forms of OCD. Um, but that seems to have just like completely painted the entire picture, uh, and then as a result of it being, you know, cleaning and organizing is something that the general population can relate to anyway. Um, and like you know, being clean is something that is valued in society. So suddenly you have people who don't have OCD who think that they have tendencies of it, and then you have Chloe Kardashian creating, oh, you know, close yeah. CD um, for her, you know, organizing a, a kitchen <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. And like you have big celebrities saying, like, I saw like Andrew Garfield the other day was talking about how he was a bit OCD about crumbs on his bed, and it's like, but these people don't know any better a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it's not a malice thing. It's, it's fully just misinformation, which is what makes it so much more frustrating. Is that like, how do you? It's so it's so much harder to tackle. I think. Um, as a result of that but and then yeah you, on top of that it's often lumped in i think there was a um uh there was i think there was a um article all about this murderer in america um who had well the they described him as having ocd tendencies uh even though it had nothing to do with the fact that he murdered four people um they just like they had to put it in the title and it's just stuff like that that really like there's the stigma it makes it um seem like well just stigmatizing mental health in general is like this evil thing and it's a very right-wing right-wing rhetoric sort of line that um the right love to do because they don't believe in mental health um so yeah it's yeah. uh sorry that was a such a ramble of things but overall okay. i think what i'm saying is just um yeah it is it is massively misinformed and it definitely is changing there's a lot a lot is a lot is happening you more people are talking about it um which is great but we still have a very very far way to go regarding it I feel that when I'm talking to people about it like talking to friends or whatever and they're like OCD so they're like you're not even clean no they're like your room's a mess mm. Why is it a mess? yeah so yeah no I, I get that too and it's I think it is quite frustrating seeing the way kind of the mainstream paints it because it felt to me then like this is I just thought maybe I had some form of like exaggerated anxiety and it is thanks to people like you are putting this information mm -hmm. out there that I was able to realize that like I'm not going crazy like this is like this is a genuine thing yeah. um, but I just want to ask you how did you find the confidence to put yourself out there and talk about it because even for me talking about it today it's it's scary to this would be probably the most sensitive thing about me. So to talk about it is difficult. Well, I commend you for being so open about it. It's, you know, it's, it's an incredible thing to do. So you should be very proud of yourself, firstly. Um, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but uh, honestly, I don't know. I just, I think I just love the sound of my own voice, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just um, thought I'd... I don't really know. Like honestly, I can't think of why, what made me do it. I I can be quite impulsive sometimes. Um, and it, it was the initial was just. Like, I think I'd made like posts about it before I made my page. There was like a few times where I just like opened up about my OCD, just like a little like, uh, just like in a paragraph under a photo or something. Um, but yeah, I think. It just, and it was definitely very nerve-wracking when I first began. If you look at my older videos, then you can tell how nervous I am and all of them and how, like, awkward I am and not knowing what to do. Um, Me, right but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, um, yeah, I think just 
it was just I think in my head it was just like almost this like desperation thing that shame getting rid of that shame and just having everything on the having everything online is so freeing like everyone knows everything about my mental health and um I think it's just the I think it's the greatest form of therapy so I had no fears about doing it well I did I did have fears about doing it but I had no like major fears about doing it because I just saw it as something that actually would just benefit me uh even though I feel cringe you know even now I feel cringe doing it uh sometimes I have to share share things onto my main page being like guys can you like give it a like um and I feel so gross and cringe doing it but like ugh, life is cringe um so just get on board that's me Um, I'm like thinking about I don't know if you talk on your stories but that has been like my thoughts I'm like I need to start talking on my stories there's some barrier it's like once it's on your story though you can never come back from talking on your story I'm like yeah exactly I'm like this like occasionally I speak to my story and I do I every time I feel cringe like oh you just just, ah like I you just are gonna feel cringe like it's just it's just part of it. It is. It's a cringy thing to do, and that's fine. Like, ugh. It's part of it. my work as well. Like, I work in like TV and media, so yeah. like this is my work. It's my work. It's not cringe. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, it's just it is what it is. You've just got to, you know, no one. I think just realizing that no one actually cares. Um, yeah. Like it's it's all in your head. This like idea, this perceived perception that anyone cares about what you're doing. And if um, they do care, they need to get a life, I feel like. Yeah, literally, like, okay. get a grip. touch um, grass. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit mean there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just finally, um, do you have any advice for anyone suffering with OCD or maybe thinking that they possibly have it since you've, you have um, come such a long way with it? Yeah, I'd say um, just firstly, just be kind to yourself. Um you are going through such a rough thing. Like, don't don't devalue the fact that OCD is an absolute nightmare. Um, and you going through this every day, surviving every day, and pushing is so commendable. Um, and you should continue your fight for that uh, for yourself, so you can look back on on you a few years ago. I love the fact that I can look back on my life and be like wow i've come far um and you'll get that if you just keep just put the work in be nice to yourself and i think second to that you are going to have so many lows in your journey to recovery um that does not devalue how far you've come it's like climbing a mountain i say this every time i am this is always my advice um, because i think it's the greatest advice ocd any kind of recovery is climbing a mountain and sometimes before you get to the top, you've got like a few little dips you've got to go down, right? Um, and but that doesn't mean that you look back and be like, "Oh, I haven't come far." Like you've still climbed a fucking mountain. Um, you just put that on a pentagon. Yeah, <laughs> like, but and then eventually you'll get to the top and you'll be like, "Yeah, I still have lows." Like you know, I call myself recovered. I am recovered from OCD. I still deal with OCD. I just have the tools in place. To where it doesn't affect me anymore um so yeah that is my long-winded advice on it thank you so much this means so much to me you coming on so i really really appreciate no, it thank you i'm uh, i appreciate being your first uh ocd yes that's crazy yeah. um so yeah hopefully, thank you so much hopefully not the last either i hope to talk yeah. about more like mental health stuff so yeah, yeah. To me and keep doing the good work you're doing because it really is helping people and I was scrolling last night and I was like oh it's, it just feels nice to know that like I'm not the only one who's went through this yeah oh thank you so much yeah thank you for having me on of
course and anyone who is listening maybe does maybe think they're struggling with this i'm going to have some resources linked below so yes thank you so much to anyone who has got this far in the podcast bye, bye.